Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by Mr. Tyler Whitman. Hello. Hello. What is going on? What is it? I mean, well, it's it's million dollar listing premiere day is what's going on. Uh, so obviously like so, so excited. So excited. It's like, I don't know. It's like little kid Christmas day, you know? Are you as excited as you were last season when it was your first season? Yeah, I mean, this season is very different. I remember last season, there was such a, um, uh, such an anticipation that's different because that was my first time being on TV. The anticipation this season was because we've been filming for so long. I mean, we've just been going nonstop. And so it's a different kind of, anti- I'm just like, can we just see it already? <laughs> you know? You're like, let's just have it out there on air. Yeah. Where are you? Are you in New York? Are you in the Hamptons? I know you kind of pop between the two. I go back and forth, but I'm in New York for this. That's nice. I mean, listen, I've waited for this too. Like, it's such a good show. When you first got into real estate, was it love at first sight? Like, did you always want to do real estate? You know, I was actually, I was a little bit of a a lost boy in my early 20s. You know, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do with my life. And growing up, I was obsessed with real estate. And me and my mom would always pretend we were looking for houses and then go to open houses. And I loved that. And then I was waiting tables and I got a roommate off of Craigslist and he was a real estate agent and we were doing rentals. You know, we weren't like successful real estate, but he was like, get your license, help me with these rentals. And I got into it. And I was like, oh, I think I'm pretty good at this. Uh, but rentals are a completely different game than sales. And then, um, and then one thing led to another, but very slowly, you know, I've actually been in the business since 2006, but I've only been a successful sales agent for the last few years. I mean, how hard is it in the beginning? It must be really hard. I mean, 
it's it, it's so hard, especially for somebody who is like coming from my background. I didn't have a network here. You know, I moved here from the South, lower middle class family, um, you know, and so so it's not like I came up here with a network and I didn't go to college. And I think a lot of people get their first clients from like people they went to college with or maybe they have a wealthy network. So I had none of that. You know what I mean? And so it was really uh, it was really, I made no money. And when I tell you, I made no money in the beginning. I mean, it was like, it was, I won't even go into it, but it was no money. <laughs> I mean, I, I, people don't realize like, it is like working for yourself. Like you are mm-hmm. a solo practitioner. It's like, you either have that hustle in you or you don't. Yeah. yeah what lots, about- of, lots of living off of credit cards. <laughs> A lot of living off credit cards. Well, now you're at Triple Mint and you're successful and you are on our TV screens. I mean, what is it about Triple Mint? Like Mr. Sirhan just can't leave you alone about Triple Mint, can he? Well, listen, Mr. Sirhan and I have come quite a ways, thankfully. Um, you know, I have been at Triple Mint since there were three of us. I'm not one of the co-founders, you know, but I've been there since I was in the room when we named the company. So, I mean, that company is like my baby. And now there's like 400 of us. I mean, we're, wow. we're, big, we're we've grown tremendously. And, you know, that was just one of the big differences in my career. I paused, I stopped working as an agent back in 2013. And from 2013 to 2016, I was really on operational management growth stuff with the company. And once we got up to like 50 employees, I was like, I need to not be running this company anymore because I don't know how to run a 50 person company. <laughs> I was like, but I'm good at selling. And so that was why I really started, you know, selling in 2016. But, you know, we are different. You know, we're a tech company. We focus a lot in the off-market arenas. Uh, we have a huge pre-market strategy. We have Um, a lot of algorithms that help us identify people before they're coming to market. And we've invested heavily in that. Um, And I think now that Mr. Serhan has seen our growth and see what we've been able to pull off, I think, I think we've earned his respect. I think, I think you'll see that this season. And I mean, he always makes fun of the name, but it makes sense. Triple men. Like what else do you want in an apartment? Exactly. And I, well, I think a lot of people uh, make fun of it because they're like, Oh, like the gum triple mint is real estate lingo for just like a super sexy property. And when we were naming it, uh, the person in branding who was helping us with the name, he's like, you want a name of a company to be 360. It should speak to the product. It should speak to the experience. It should speak to the service. And when we came up with Triple Mint, we were like, oh, sexy apartments, Triple Mint service, like everything's top notch. I think top notch and Triple Mint are synonymous. and, And that felt good to us. I love it. So when you became successful, the first, like, in what was like one of your first big splurges? I mean, we see people splurging on million dollar listing on lots of things all the time. Like what was yours? The, you the first one, I, I mean, I've, I've definitely like uh, had like my big nights out and everything. The first one that was like big, big check I wrote was buying my horse. And that was like, just the kind of thing that I was like, do I need a horse? I was like, who needs a horse? But I needed a horse and it's the best money I ever spent, by the way. And it's your passion. So, I mean. Totally. I say, go for it. Did you know, because I know real estate in New York, you know, it's a competitive business, but it's like, you know, it's a small world. Like, did you know, like Frederick, Ryan, Steve, before you were part of the show? Like, did you watch Million Dollar Listening before you joined? Oh, I was I was a huge fangirl of the show, of course. Yeah, I've probably seen every episode three or four times each. So that was the other thing about like getting cast on the show. I was like, is this really happening? I was like, <laughs> um, but uh, I definitely knew who they were. 
um, you know, hugely knew who they were. They have uh, insane inventory. It's hard to run a search for any of your buyers and not come across one of their listings. So yeah, 100% knew who they were. I don't think they knew who I was. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't think it was going both ways. But <laughs> well, they know who you are now. Oh hell yeah, they do. What about, do you ever get over, I mean, we, we see this on million dollar listing and I know in real life too, you know, having bought and sold apartments on my own in New York, like, do you ever get over that deal just falling apart at the last minute? Yeah. Yeah, actually I do. I feel like that's actually a skill you have to hone if you're going to reach really successful levels in this career. And it took practice. It wasn't natural for me, but now it does. It rolls right off my shoulder. I'm like part of the, part of the game. Are you just like totally stone cold, no emotion now? I mean, I know you're very emotional, like with your clients and you certainly go out of your way to help them, which we've seen on the show. But like when something goes wrong, are you just like, okay, don't go there? I'm a very spiritual, higher power person. And I really trust that everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, and my, my first thought when a deal falls apart is I'll find them something even better. That's always what I tell myself. I'm like, then I'm going to find them something even better. That is very spiritual. How would you say your style differs from a Frederick or a Steve or a Ryan? Well, you know, my business, to be fair, is still a good bit smaller than theirs. So I'm able to be much more hands-on. You know, they have such big teams and such robust businesses that their, their operations are much different than mine. You know, I'm very client focused. I have very deep client relationships. I talk to them all day, every day, Um, you know, and my business is not, all of their businesses are heavily new development, whereas new development is, the only new development I do is when I represent a buyer in a new development, but all of mine are private owners who, you know, this is their asset and they need to move it, Um, you know, and it's, it's a different game completely, but, and it, I, I, I can't really speak to the other side, but I will say that representing a private owner, you know, you get to, you get to know everything about them, why they're selling. It's very clear why a new high rise needs to sell out, you know, but I get involved in these people's lives and their stories. And like, you know, they, some, sometimes it's a very joyous reason they move. They've made a ton of money and now they want a much nicer place. And so we need to sell the old place, you know, and sometimes they're going through things that are difficult um, and really challenging. And, you know, I have to be there for them and it's my favorite part of the gig. It is. You like the people. Oh, I love it. it. Love it. What about, I mean, we've seen this on million dollar listing many times too, you know, these over the top, you know, Frederick, Ryan, these over-the-top open houses, the gimmicks, the 80s themes, the costumes, the motorcycles, the planes. You do a little bit less of that, you know, and maybe to your point, like it's a different business, but like, do you think these over-the-house, these open houses that are over-the-top, like how, you know, how important are those really? So, you know, I focus my marketing strategy more on the digital side. You know, so I'm a big believer in doing something fun and unique and different, but you're going to see that more in my listing videos and a lot of like my, my, uh, my, my marketing strategy in that regard only because that's the easiest way to get the mass audience, right? Like you can only have it. Well, right now we can't have parties at all. So that has really been a surprise way of serving me well. And like the adjusting to the new market as I was like, Oh, I already have this game figured out. Um, Cause I've been just doing it for fun. But, you know, you still have to do something unique and special to stand out. Um, And so the parties work, but you have to do a mixture of everything. I've just invested more of mine on the digital strategy because I do think that this is 
a industry that's moving towards technology and less towards these these in-person parties. I feel like the in-person showing, especially in this new environment we are, uh, is going to be the final step before buying a home. How was that filming the show, you know, during COVID, like the virtual showings were a thing. I mean, was that a big adjustment, like just in life as being an agent and how did that then you factor in shooting a major Bravo TV show? Huge. I mean, a a huge adjustment, Uh, especially in New York City, where it's uh, communal living. And, you know, these are towers with hundreds of apartments. You know, it's one thing like when I'm selling a place in the Hamptons, I really just need them to clear out for a second so I can go in and safely show the property. Now there's staff involved, there's neighbors involved, and there's a lot of people who are very concerned about you coming in and out of their building. Um, And so, yes, everything was hugely regulated. And I have to like say like hats off to, um, to production because buildings obviously had all sorts of regulations we had to follow. And it wasn't an issue because the regulations that they held themselves to as a production company were way higher. So we were already operating at a much safer, uh, safer standard than even like New York City buildings were requiring. So it was an adjustment and it just required a little bit more patience, right? Like we just had to make sure that everybody knew what we were doing and that we just needed to, it was, that's why this season took a year and a half to film. You know, it was just took a little bit longer. What about like, what is, cause I live in New York. I mean, I go to the Hamptons, like what is the state of the market now? You know, like people have left New York. That's obvious. Yeah. But that, well now they're, it's a boomerang. They're coming back. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, the last three months of the market have been the busiest I've ever been in my career. I can hardly keep my head above water. I remember uh, when I got my schedule for today, like all the interviews I was doing and I was like, Oh, wait, do you know how many deals I have going on right now? It was like, I get it. I was like, there's a TV show. It's like, but I, I have a lot of work to do today. Um, you know, and, and I'm so grateful for it because last year was obviously very slow and challenging, but it's nice because I think the experts thought it was going to take three years for New York to come back. And, you know, it's been six months and where we are roaring. It's thrilling right now. And why are people coming back just like out of necessity or like, are there great deals out there now to be had? Cause that's, you know, in the beginning, everyone was saying that I didn't really see any, so to speak. I mean, you know, New York is like one of those cities, like, I don't know, is it ever really a great deal? I guess a deal is relative, but the relative deals back in like September, October, November were insane. I mean, you could get a bargain back then. That was, those were the darkest days of our market. Um, Now, the, you know, things are, if they're priced appropriately and they still have to be priced well, but if they're priced appropriately, they're getting their asking price. And, um, and some are even going into bidding wars. It just depends on the price range, depends on the product. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely seeing, uh, uh, I think what we found is equilibrium, right? Like, I think we found the right price for this market to re-engage buyers who are now coming back course that everybody's re-energized they're like oh the vaccine actually did happen you know because we heard about it for a long time and it was kind of like this thing that we all were like i fingers crossed like is it, you know and now it's yeah. like here and it's rolling out mass you know like two months ago i was like when's it going to be my turn and now i'm like oh if you want one go get one it's like rapidly available 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Totally. Let's play a quick game with your some of your co-stars. If there's ever been a year to make the dads in your life feel loved and appreciated on Father's Day, this is the one. My father lives close by in Connecticut. I'm in New York City, but he's in a high risk category. So it's really up to this point been so hard for me to see my father. And that's why this year I'm honoring him with a heartfelt, sentimental gift that the whole family can enjoy and cherish together. StoryWorth. They're an online service that helps your dad, grandfather, father-in-law, every father figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal experience. It's a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person like me and my father. Now, StoryWorth is going to email your father a different story prompt every week. Questions like, what's your biggest accomplishment in life? What are you proudest of? What don't I know about you? StoryWorth has really helped numerous families learn so much about each other in profound ways. And listen, I'm not an emotional person, but reading the StoryWorth testament testimonials has brought tears to my eyes. And that's what I love about StoryWorth. I mean, personally, because I'm not really touchy-feely, it's helped me ask my father questions through this process that I've kind of wanted to ask him my whole life. Listen, there's no shortage of supplies when reading these stories. And at the end of one year, StoryWorth is going to compile all of your dad's stories, including photos in a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. So you're going to get this great keepsake book for free. Now, give your dad or the father figure in your life the most meaningful gift this Father's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash velvet. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's right, storyworth.com slash velvet for $10 off. It's a great way to bring your family together, especially at this Father's Day time. Storyworth.com slash velvet. And if you go there, you will get $10 off your first purchase. Enjoy. If, well, if you were going <laughs> to buy, well, who, who do you think is the best agent besides yourself? Who would you go to if you had to sell your apartment or buy an apartment? Oh, it would be, it would be Ryan. Why? Be. Uh, because he's, you know, even though sometimes uh, we get on each other's nerves, I have, I have so much respect for him. He's maybe the hardest worker I've ever met in my life. You know, I, I just know that he would get it done. What about who has the biggest ego out of these three? Um, 
said with love because I do really I have also grown to really enjoy this person it's definitely Frederick but he's so I mean his ego is crazy I mean some of the things that he says to me sometimes whenever we're showing apartments together I'm like that's funny I was like but you believe it <laughs> like I know you believe that right you're like that's funny but if you believe it I'm not so sure it's so funny anymore I know I know I was like but um but there I mean Frederick's energy is just so contagious and so it's like he can get away with having that kind of ego because there's something still so lovable about him and I'm just like in the end there's been some times that I really wanted to choke him but he is uh he's he's a good guy who do you come up against the most like you know if you're like bidding on a job or I mean we've seen some of this on the show too Or just Um, like closing a deal against, like, who do you run into the most in the marketplace? I'm I'm very excited to say I'm now running into, I'm up against a lot of them, a lot of the times. And, you know, my career has just now gotten to that level. That's very exciting for me. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm competing with the big dogs. And, oh. You're there. Sorry about that. Sorry okay. about that. The, um, you know, but I was like, I'm, I'm competing with the big dogs finally. And it feels, uh, and I'm like winning a lot of the listings, you know, it's not like I hear somebody else's name and I'm like, oh, then I'm not getting this one. I'm like, honest, I have a very good chance at this. Um, and so, but, but most this year would definitely be Kirsten, the new, the new, the new cast member. We were up against each other a lot. As a matter of fact, we were just, it was down to the two of us for this insane listing in Tribeca. And at the last minute, the owner asked us if we were both listed together. And so we're in the middle of our first co-listing ever right now. That's made for a million dollar listing filming right there. I know. What about, well, tell us something about her. I mean, we, you know, we're the season's back. What, what can you tell us about her? Well, you know, I know she was actually somebody that I did uh, have a lot of business interactions with uh, before she was on the show. So more so than any of the other cast members. Um, and, you know, it's just like very interesting the way the world works and the way the universe is. So when I heard that she got cast, I was like, I was like, of all the real estate agents, I was like, this is, this is who we're going to be filming. I was like, okay. Um, and, you know, she and I have definitely an evolution of our, our relationship that I'm excited for the audience to see this season. You know, uh, it's, it's it's interesting to see how much we've changed and grown and and I'll just leave it at that it's going to be exciting for the audience to see have you changed and grown like how is this like you know two years of filming now the second your your second season is coming out like how is this you know being a part of like this show changed you as a person I got so much more confidence this season and I really think that that was I, for me, when I look, reflect back on everything, I think that was during quarantine, you know, when I really was put on pause and, you know, it was a really spiritual time for me to just really focus in on what's important to me. What do I think I'm really good at? What do I want to work on? And I took time to really focus in on uh, empowering my strengths and working on things that I know are not serving me well, but are really important to the success of my life. And I think I did a really good job. And when the cameras came back up, I felt like a completely different person. And I think the audience is going to see that, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in a really good place in life. You know, I'm uh, sober now and it's uh, really cool to see. I, I never really connected when I decided to become sober, how much that would change me as a person and how my business ran. Um, 
And, you know, it's, I, I, I haven't seen the episodes. I don't know what the edits are like, but I, I felt that way in life and in business and when we were filming. And so I hope that comes across. And it's really just like you took stock of your life during quarantine, which I think that makes, I mean, I kind of did the same thing. Like, I don't, I think if someone didn't, I don't know, you wasted your time. Cause I know. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't wake you up, like when you're alone or with whoever and you're analyzing your existence, I don't know what would. So that's, Amen. that's good. What about, I mean, we've seen on the show, like you've been very open, you know, about like, you know, your extreme weight loss and like, was that a conscious decision? Like, did you do not like sharing your personal life on the show? You know, for me, and this was way before I was on the show, like you can, if you scroll way back on my Instagram, you know, I documented the whole weight loss journey Yeah, because there's something about my personality. I think this was also part of my issue with addiction was that I long for this connection, right? Like I long to share stories and find other people who have been on similar rides. It's just part of who I am. It's part of something that's, I, I remember being like that as a child and it's something that never went away. Um, and so, no, for me, I, I love being open and honest and finding people who have been on a similar journey. That was my favorite thing about last season was, I mean, I connected with so many people from who had had their own weight loss journeys and, um, uh, and we started doing like these whole thirties together and it just like became this thing that I wasn't really expecting, but you know, it's, it's, it's a community. It's an actual community. And I feel like the more vulnerable you are and the more real life you share, the more you connect with people that you probably otherwise wouldn't have connected with. Um, and that's something I really, really enjoy. I know not everybody's like that. And I know some people look at it and they're like, you're crazy. Like, why are you telling everybody this? Like, this is your personal life. And I'm like, cause I want to find people who share in it and like who connect with it and like who have their own version of it because that keeps me motivated. Like when somebody reaches out to me and says, you know, your weight loss story really inspired me to do X, Y, and Z. It keeps me from going back. Same thing with sobriety. Like when somebody reaches out and they're like, your, your sobriety story, you know, has inspired me. It keeps, it keeps me sober. You know, those are things that uh, the more I share them and the more I connect with other people, it, it keeps me in, it keeps me right-minded. That makes sense. What about Bravo celebrities? Like who have you from other shows like heard from, you know, who have you bonded with? Who have you hung with? I get that question a lot. I don't know if I'm like the stepchild, but I actually think it was just a circumstance of timing. You know, I was introduced, I came on halfway through last season um, and then right at the end of my season, we did BravoCon and, and I did get to go to BravoCon, but you know, I had been on TV for like a month at that point. Right. I don't think anybody at BravoCon, I think everybody's like, is he, is he the help? You know, it's like, is he like, you know, is he like, just, you know, whatever. But, um, the, then I, um, uh, and then we went into quarantine, you know? And so like, I haven't really gotten to do social Bravo things yet. Um, and get out there. So I, I, you know, I engage with like a few people on social media here and there. Um, but for the most part, my life has been on lockdown since I've been on TV. Well, I was at BravoCon and I knew who you were because here we are behind the velvet rope. So I yes, said hi I- to you there. <laughs> what about, has anyone like, you know, just famous outside of Bravo, you know, slipped into your DMs, like not even in that type of way, but just like where you're like, oh God, this person knows who I am and they watch Bravo. There's a lot of Bravo fans out there. Yeah. You know, who is, who is one that's been really cool? Because uh, I was such a fan of his and then learned he's, he's such a Bravo fan is Gary Gennetti. 
And, um, yes, you is. know, and so uh, not only whenever I met him, but I mean, he was such a fan of the show that he knew all my storylines and he was checking in on things. And he was like, did you get that listing? Did it sell? And all these things. And I was like, oh, I was like, this person knows who I am and about my life. Like that, that's cool. Weren't you, were you at Watch What Happens the night he was there? Yeah, like, that was the first time we so. like, that was when we met face to face. And uh, and then it was like, I was like, oh, you're not just pretending to know who I am. I was like, you know, like every detail of the show. <laughs> And now he checks in and he's like, did you sell that or not? You're like, wait, you know way too much about me. Yeah. What about like celebrity clients? Like we've seen like Frederick and we've seen some celebrity clients on the show. Like, have you had any like fun celebrity clients or fun stories? You know, I've had a, I've had a few celebrity clients, probably not as many as the other guys, um, you know, and they're all pretty private. The only, I mean, there's, there's one that I was in the press a lot for working with a few years ago and that was Bobby Flay. Um, you know, and so, uh, but I mean, that was from, I think we worked together back in like 2017. It was way before I was on the show. It's like a nice park of the job, right? Oh yeah. No, you get to meet really inspiring people. What about, what is, what is something we're going to learn about you this season? I mean, that we don't know, or what is something that we don't know about you? I think from, you know, we know about your weight loss or sobriety. Tell us something we don't know about you. Um, I think something that people don't know, I'm so open. I just tell everybody everything. I'm like, do I have any secrets that you're going to learn? Um, I think one thing that people are going to be, you know, I think I'm seen as kind of like this very playful, ridiculous personality. And I, I love that. Like that's, that is who I am at the core. I think what people don't know about me is that I'm a very serious business person. Like, I think people think I'm a real estate agent at Triplemen, and they don't realize that, like, that's a company that I helped start from scratch and have built it to hundreds of employees, as well as running this business, as well as losing the weight. And, like, I don't think people realize, like, I have a lot of business savvy. We just launched Whitman Team Hamptons. We're launching it in two more markets later this year, um, you know? And so I, I think what people are going to see is that, like, I'm not just a silly gay man. I am, uh, I have a lot of business savvy in me and, and hopefully they all see that soon. Well, as a silly gay man, as you say, you know, we see like there's baby fever, you know, everyone's married. Like, are we going to see what's up with your personal life? Are we going to see more about you maybe navigating the dating waters in New York this season as you sell real estate? I well, <laughs> uh, I'm single, so I'll, I'll, so I will say that you're not gonna see you're not gonna see a relationship, um, you know. And and I am open to sharing that when you know when it happens. You know, it's not like a secret part of my life. Um, but in quarantine and newly sober, it was dating was not at the forefront of priorities for me. Um, but I did just download Hinge. And, you know, I've started like putting myself out there again. Uh, I've been on a couple dates, uh, literally a couple. I've been on two dates. <laughs> and That's a couple. Um, yeah. And they were, they were honestly, they were both fun, you know? So I felt like a- after that, I was like, okay, I was like, I think I'm ready to start dating again. It's been like a year and a half since I've been dating. So I think I'm ready to like put myself out there. Listen, downloading the app, that's the first step. The first step. <laughs> What about speaking of business, like the show must be good for business, right? Which is no, nothing wrong with that, but that's got to be a great byproduct of being part of this wonderful show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's got me in the room with people who never would have given me the time of day before. There's something so validating about it because I'm still the same person. But there's something about like when I can say like I'm on a very successful real estate TV show. People are like, oh, then you must be good. Let's actually give him a chance. And they're really just giving me a chance to do what I would have done without the TV show, right? But that TV show, the, the TV show opens up doors that are, I mean, I. I have to pinch myself every day. I'm doing business that I've always fantasized about doing. And, um, and I have to give myself some of the credit. Like, you know, I've definitely, I've worked my ass off to be here, but I mean, the, the doors that this opportunity has opened for me are unreal. Just unreal. It gets you in the door. What about, do you watch your West coast or do you know your West coast, you know, like Tracy Tudor, Josh Altman, all those wonderful people. So I don't have cable, which is something that maybe that's what people should know about me. Um, so like, I see I see Million Dollar Listing New York at the day after it airs because I downloaded it on iTunes the next day. <laughs> but um, I so I don't actually watch really any TV, but we did just film uh, Family Feud and it was the New York cast versus the LA cast. And I got to spend a lot of time with them. I actually got uh, I got to know Tracy pretty well at BravoCon last year and she was so good to me. I mean, she, she, she was a good mixture of, and she could tell I was a fish out of water there. So she was like a good mixture of new friend. And she was kind of putting on her mom hat, and like taking care of me. Cause she could tell I was like a little like nervous and out of sorts. Right. Um, and then, but honestly, getting to know the LA cast for family feud was a ton of fun. Like they're, they're honestly really good people the brits are oh i just I, I love them we like, love, love them yeah how were you at family feud were you shocked at how good or bad you were i i, I don't want to give anything uh, away i mean but, i'd probably be bad i'm just thinking but well i didn't know what to expect first thing i you know what was amazing was i mean they they film it just as if it was live I mean, because I was like, oh, we're going to do it. It's going to be like a rehearsal. And like, they, they put you out there. And the next thing you know, the lights are going and Steve Harvey comes out. He's like, well, the family feud. He's like, let's get started. And I was just like, oh, I was like, we're in the game. They break for what would be the commercial breaks and you're right back in. Um, but, uh, but it was fun. It was funny. Um, and, and I was, it was nice to have like a moment with everybody in the New York cast where instead of competing against each other, we had to work together. And that was, uh, I, you saw a different side of them. I felt like an actual camaraderie. Such a fun show. As we wind down, what is your favorite part of New York and the Hamptons? Like just to live in for yourself or just the favorite part of the city or in the Hamptons? Uh, so uh, Hamptons is East Hampton for sure. East Hampton is like my favorite place in the world. Um, it's just so chill it has the best beaches it's it's just gay enough you know it's yeah like, it's a good mix uh, it's very artistic I love it I love East Hampton it's so cute and chic and cottages it's just it's everything I want in the world um and I just moved to West Chelsea I mean I'm sitting here, I'm like looking at the High Line out of my window um and this this home and this neighborhood has felt like a godsend to me right now. And I'm feeling very grateful for this space. Uh, and so right now that's, that's my, this is my favorite spot because it's exactly where I am. 
shout out to Chelsea. I'm in Chelsea. We we love our Chelsea. Yeah, our neighbors. We love our Chelsea. Well, I mean, person. we could have. I, I used to live further west, like on 17th, but like West Chelsea, Chelsea, it's a great area, right? We got yeah. restaurants. What is next for you? The show's back. You're working. What? Anything else on your agenda that's next for Tyler Whitman? Yeah, you know, uh, for me, I'm working on expansion right now and my expansion teams and that business model. Uh, our launch in Hamptons has been a huge success, um, you know, and things are really up and running there. I would really like to see us in Atlanta later this year. Um, and then I'm hoping for maybe, well, I won't say what the other market is, but there's, there's like four other markets that I want to be opening two more markets by the end of this year. I'm pretty set on Atlanta wow. and one other. And I'll just say one other for now, even though I'm kind of zeroing in. Well, any, I mean, that's, that's busy. Where can everyone find you online? I mean, everyone, at least in the New York area that wants to buy an apartment, they can call you. Everyone needs to watch Million Dollar Listing. Where can we all find you? Uh, best way to get in touch with me, uh, the place I'm most active is Instagram at Tyler Whitman. Um, you know, slide into my DMs, say hello. Uh, I try to be as responsive as I can. Some days, some days it's crickets in my DMs and I can respond to everybody. And then some days it's like, oh, it's like having a, a little bit of a seizure when I open it up. Um, but I'm pretty good at getting back to people. <laughs> well, I imagine now that the show's back and it goes on, I think your DMs might be filling up more than they have been. Yeah. So it's good to talk to me off season. <laughs> off season. Thank you so much. This has been great. Everyone watch Million Dollar Sting. Everyone follow Tyler. Go buy an apartment from Tyler. Thank you. I really appreciate your time and keep in touch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.